All right, all you good crusaders of Crypt Nation, we are back here with another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. I am your host, Pizza Mind, and I am joined today not by a founder, but by my own personal secret weapon in this industry. And I've brought him into the Digital Currency Summit in the past. If you were an Altcoin Alert subscriber, you know him well from our private coaching calls. He is the inventor of the AA score and the person that I personally pick up the phone and call when I am scared shitless because of what's going on in the market. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you from the tie, Eric Sabursky. Eric, <laughs> welcome to the Crypto 101 podcast. Thanks so much, Aaron. That was the most incredible intro I've ever heard. He's he's too nice. I call him when the market's freaking out. <laughs> that is not true <laughs> at all. Eric is the most humble guy in crypto. If you look at the intelligence to humility ratio, oh, um, and I, I love telling him that every time because it makes him blush, but it is absolutely true. Eric, give us a little bit of a background on yourself before you got into crypto, just to prove my point and hammer that home. that You're not the average ordinary citizen in the crypto world. Oh, geez. Um, yeah. I mean, um, I definitely do agree. I think I came from a pretty unique backgrounds. Uh, so when I was in college, I was studying math and physics for my majors. And my thesis in physics was focused on predicting unpredictable systems. And I was really focused on like rainfall and weather, mainly uh, drought season in India. Um, so I created this algorithm to predict rainfall in India, super proud of it. And I presented that like the halfway checkpoint to the physics committee. And they're like, cool, but you said this is just like an algorithm. Can you apply it to other systems, not just rainfall? And I said, uh, I'll try. So I went back to my advisor. I was like, what do I do? Uh, what other system exists? And he said, why don't you try to apply it to Bitcoin price? And I was like, what's a Bitcoin? Um, and I was back in like 2015, 2016. And I ended up writing my undergrad thesis on predicting Bitcoin prices, well, at least half of it. Um, and that, after college, that thesis, it, it got some traction. I uh, sent it around. I got a job as a automated bot trader, autom- uh, like an algorithmic trader at Steemit. It was a blockchain company. I was their only trader, um, but they just wanted me building algorithms based on my thesis, which was super fun. Um, and from Steemit, I went. I moved on to another company called XYO in San Diego, where I met Pizza Mind. We were both uh, XYO uh, nerds back over there. XYO was a really cool project. I got to do some blockchain development and more data science work over there. Um, and from there, I worked my way over to the Thai. Um, really early on, I've been at the Thai uh, for a couple of years. I lead our data science team there now. Um, this whole time, pretty much for the last four or five years, there was another part of my life that I didn't talk about, but I'm working on a PhD in oceanography. Again, still predicting rainfall, weather, predicting fish abundance. Oh, my whole life is prediction. Um, so I just like applying that to as many things as I can. Um, so that was my not so humble and not so short uh, bio about myself. And we had a blast at XYO. That was one of the best times of my life. And I could probably say yours as well. But who could have oh predicted, God, yeah. even you, that you would have gotten back into crypto after you went to, to do your PhD full time? Yeah, I didn't want to get back into crypto. I dropped, I sold all my crypto after XYO. I said, I'm done. And you were like, no, you're not. You're coming back here. And you, you pulled me back in. So I was like, fine. Okay. And I've, I've been uh, back obsessed more than ever. So um, I'm grateful you did because I remember the moment that it happened. Uh, me, Bryce and Kevin were in my apartment in the very, very early days of Crypto 101, trying to figure out an idea that we were working with with Josh Frank on the tie. 
and we needed to put together some math modeling. And, you know, we're all pretty smart dudes, but we were really stumped by it. So we all just looked at each other and went, let's call Eric. He'll know how to do this in like five minutes. And sure enough, you came over and did it in two. And everything just kind of snowballed from there. We, we, we got you locked back in. And boy, are we ever grateful for that because the ties really exploded ever since they brought you in. Not saying it's, it's all because of you, but since that moment, you've watched tremendous growth happen at the tie. So let's first off explain to the listeners, what is the tie and what are you guys trying to do there? Yeah, yeah. The, so uh, the tie, we're, we're trying to be the biggest data aggregator in the crypto space. So when you think of data aggregators, you typically think of them as siloed entities. Like you have your Nansen or your Dunes for your on-chain analytics. You have your Mazaris for your research. You have your coin geckos or your coin market caps for your market data. And they're kind of these silos. And you might have other things for your news, maybe your coin telegraphs, um, coin desk. Uh, all these things live on different tabs on your browser if you want to stay on top of the crypto market. On top of that, you have to keep your eye on Twitter. You got to be in 50 discords. You got to be on Telegram 24-7. These are the things you have to do if you want to be like Pizza Mind and know everything going on in the crypto space. Or... That's the exact niche we're trying to fill. We are trying to be the ultimate data aggregator in the crypto space. A single uh, dashboard, a single console you could log into and see your Bitcoin chart along with your favorite altcoins priced over time. Also their trading volume, also their tweet volume. What influencers recently followed your favorite projects this week or your favorite influencers? What random NFT projects are they trading or talking about on Twitter today? Um, so one-stop shop, all the on-chain data Dune has and Anson has, one-stop shop for all those things. And this is the coolest thing. Just last week, we launched our biggest thing ever at the time. We launched dashboarding, which you could create, think like Bloomberg dashboard or something like that. You have all these little squares that you could change the size of. You know, everyone knows what a dashboard is. Um, but we made it super customizable. So you can make as many dashboards as you want, see all the data you possibly want to see organized exactly how you want to see it. And we also make it so that it's not just limited to our data. If you have your own personal APIs from like your trading data from an exchange, or you pay for a certain API to get certain data, we let you very securely plug that into our system. You can plug in your API keys in an extremely secure way and stuff like that. So you could have the most custom dashboard in the crypto space. And we're really, really proud of what we built. It's, it's really cool. And you should be proud of it. And I'm really proud of what you guys have built and getting to you know, know your team from a very early stage. Uh, I think you, know, you guys had like six people when we had Josh Frank on the podcast for the first time. And you're going to be at well over 100 by the end of this year. Yeah, it's going um, actually terrifyingly quick. Uh, yeah. Already we're in the mid 60s. Um, yeah, and it's it's really a huge change of pace. When I joined, I was the third employee in the entire United States. It was just Josh, Ben and me. Um, and watching it grow from where it was then to where it is now has been an incredible journey. And it's and that's just a couple of years for the listeners at home. It's not that long. So. Yeah, you, not even two, a year and a half or so. Wow. Um, and... It's been really interesting to watch the tie go from a very secret edge that just a couple funds in the space have to a necessity that almost every fund has to have just to keep up and, you know, be aware of all the things going on. So it's yeah, been super, yeah, absolutely. super cool. It's fun. People know who we are now. We're not totally rando nobodies. Um, 
we're, we're getting out there as much as we can. And it's been really fun. And uh, I know, uh, Pete's man, you've come with me. We've gone to a bunch of conferences. I've personally gotten to get out there and meet a lot of people, see all the mm -hmm. new projects coming out, tell them about the tie. And there's just so many awesome ways that we're figuring out ways to work with all these different people. But even stuff that we never even thought of doing it, but we might meet a certain right person, an NFT project or something. They're like, oh, we could use your data for this. And we're like, yeah, that's a great idea. We, we should do that. So it's fun meeting all these people with all these great ideas. Yeah. And uh, just one quick shout out. Uh, Josh also hosts the Fundamental Value podcast. So this is true. If, after you're done listening to this, if you want to listen to more podcasts with some unbelievable institutional knowledge, uh, some of the best gems in crypto, the Fundamental Value podcast with Josh Frank is available at thetie.io. Highly, highly, highly recommend checking it out. Just amazing guests on that show. So absolutely, and expect I want to more talk about, from that soon. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I want to talk about predictive analytics for a second because there may be a misconception that you are a psychic, that you are an oracle, <laughs> that you're right all the time. But predictive analytics isn't about being right or wrong. If I'm not mistaken myself, it's more about figuring out probabilities and percentages. Is that accurate? Exactly, exactly. And, and people always say in the markets, if you could be right 51% of the time, you're going to make money. Um, it's a little more complicated than that at the end of the day. But yeah, that's more or less. It's all about probabilities. Um, so the, the way I uh, approach predictive algorithms, is I'm not a typical machine learning guy. I study a cousin of machine learning really closely called empirical dynamic modeling. I'm not going to get into the weeds of that here. Thank but God. The... <laughs> The gist of it is um, we look for patterns in data that are sh shockingly consistent and they're not correlations. It's, it, I mean, correlation could be something we find, but they exist at a much more complicated uh, space than just simple correlations. So we might say like, hey, uh, every time tweet volume is up by 20% from Friday to Saturday and trade volume is at a lull for a coin that has a market cap of under $100 million, uh, seven times out of 11, that leads to a 10% price move the following week. That I just made that up entirely. Don't trade on that. That was all made up. But those are the type of things that we're looking for, these specific patterns that are specific to a few variables. The variables I said there were tweet volume, trade volume, day of week, and market cap. So we look for uh, combinations of those variables to find consistent patterns that I could say in a sentence, just like I just made up that sentence. So that's the big difference between what I do in machine learning, where machine learning is just like a black box, like, here's my prediction. And the big advantage of that is I try to make sense of all the predictions I make. I try, I try to be like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah, when this volume falls this way on weekends, this kind of leads to that. If I could like get an intuition of what's going on, not only does it make me more confident in the prediction, because I kind of understand how the system's working, but I also get a deep understanding of how these markets work and it helps me improve and build upon that and understand what's really driving uh, market dynamics. So markets have a way of breathing and moving almost like a body does. And just like when a body gets sick or stabbed, uh, systems can get disrupted temporarily. Yeah. And there's outliers in the market, you know, a, a huge pump and dump or a giant whale comes and dumps his whole stack because He's being chased by the feds or whatever the case is. These things happen in crypto and can't be predicted. How do you handle these types of black swan events in your modeling? 
you just have to like restart the system and throw your hands up in the air because everything has been corrupted? Or yeah, can you just yeah, simply I mean, mark this thing and say, eh, this is just a stab wound. We're moving on. <laughs> I'd say it's a little bit of both, honestly. So there's definitely cases where we have tools for predicting what we call a regime shift. And that's kind of what you're saying with the, the, the state of the system drastically all of a sudden changes. That's what we call regime shift. And if there's any uh, paper readers out there, if anyone's into the scientific literature, there's a good paper out there that's called uh, Ecology for Bankers. And it really talks about this idea of critical slowing in economic systems that really is a clear definer. I, I, I'm getting in the weeds, but it's really looking for these specific uh, regime shifts where the market shifts from one specific dynamic to another. And I found that uh, applying these tools to find these patterns of when are there these telltale signs that it's ripe for this unstable event, it does do pretty decent. You can, you can figure out if there's about to be a high volatility event a lot of the time. Uh, that being said, you also hit up a, like black swan events. Those do happen like uh, Russia invading Ukraine most recently and stuff like that. Like maybe if you kind of knew the, the geopolitical situation at a fine level, you could have predicted that I was not one of those people. Um, and I, nothing in my algorithm was gonna predict what happened there and how that was gonna influence the markets on a overnight. Um, and those events do happen. And there's only two ways I really tackle that. I, I learned from it personally to become aware of something else in my life that's like, oh, this is another variable that could potentially impact markets. I'm going to be more knowledgeable. I'm going to read the paper, know, know about this part of life a little more. But also you could train algorithms to kind of also pick up on these vibes because that's a really cool thing about algorithmic building is you could have them also learn from certain situations and uh, gain experience and figure out if certain situations look like these situations you've already experienced. Um, that was a really long answer. I apologize. No, it was a very good answer. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And you might have even already started investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? Uh, that's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. So iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy. Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the Eufy Video Lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months. But don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recording. Recordings, they're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy Video Lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. 
What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one with the three-in-one. You don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. ...to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. And setting up an IRA is free, and I trust's fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. And with iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. So visit itrust.capital slash crypto101 to start investing today. Again, that's itrust.capital slash crypto 101. Taxes and conditions may apply, fees apply, and cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss, and iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal investment or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Holy smokes, this month has been a doozy. Uh, Inflation hit 8.4%, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Meta, uh, you know, Facebook, they announced crazy fees for their version of the metaverse. Of course, surprising no one. And Elon Musk, you guys hear this? He's attempting to buy all of Twitter. Uh, So quality chaos does keep things interesting, but not when it comes to your financial well-being because you don't always need to take big risks to get big rewards. In fact, there's a dependable asset class that billionaires have used to grow their wealth for centuries. 
whose total value will explode uh, by over $900 billion, some estimates say, in the next four years. And its price appreciation actually beat the S&P's total return by 164% for the last 25 years with nearly zero correlation to public equities. And this may shock you, but this asset class, drumroll please, uh, it's contemporary art. So masterworks.io has revolutionized the contemporary art market by enabling you to invest in a portion of a painting. So you don't need millions to start diversifying. Look, we've been talking about them for months. It's a genius idea. And you guys seem to agree, haven't already put hundreds of thousands of dollars into their platform. So if you're still behind, you can skip their wait list today by going to masterworks.io slash crypto 101. Again, that's masterworks.io slash crypto 101. And guys, please do see some important reg A disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD. Again, that's masterworks.io. All right, back to the show. We're noticing that Bitcoin is really moving in lockstep with the NASDAQ right now. At times, yep. it's moved more closely with S&P 500. Right now, it's NASDAQ, which to a lot of people listening doesn't make any sense. Bitcoin does not need customers. Bitcoin does not care what's going on in the world. It has no supply chain that it needs in order to continue creating more Bitcoin. Therefore, why is it tied to the same movements as these other companies that have employees, that have revenues, that need customers and need to create new products? Why do these things move together? In your opinion, yeah, I mean, this is totally my opinion. I could be totally wrong on this, but I'd I would say two things. I'm really going to hedge myself here. I could be totally wrong on this. Um, it's anyone's guess, and I've been asking this guess. question to a lot of people to get as many opinions as possible. So I wanted to get yours too. Yeah, my first answer, I, I, my two answers are going to be a retail driven and b institutional driven. So the retail driven answer I have is. Apps like Robinhood and stuff like that are making it really easy for any Joe Schmo to get on their app and literally trade between NASDAQ funds, index funds, and Bitcoin pretty seamlessly as far as they're concerned on their app. And lots of retail people, I imagine, are just treating these things as day trading, really simple, the same thing. It's just so like people going from Tesla to Bitcoin, whatever's hot that day. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that could be driving some. synchrony between these uh, different types of assets. Um, that's totally, guess I don't have any data to support that, um, but that apps like Robinhood do make it very easy to have that avenue of interaction. Um, the institutional driven approach is, is totally different. Uh, here at the tie, we our main client is like institution, no investors, hedge funds, VCs, things like that. And we have, there, we just to let you know, like there's so much institutional interest in crypto. Every, there's so many institutions that are building out entire teams entirely devoted to even figuring out what the next hot NFT project is going to be. So they are interested in crypto. And obviously, they're the epitome of being interested in equity markets. So these big players are now getting interested in both. uh, Well, they're already historically, of course, interested in the uh, traditional financial markets. But now they're getting more interested in these crypto markets. And that could be another source of synchrony with these big players basically making trades on these assets together. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. So that's basically that. Uh, so Aaron, what are your thoughts on, uh, I don't know, that exact same question? Oh, well, 
You know, I think um, it's really down to market makers. I, I'm a full believer that these markets are entirely manipulated for better or for worse. And I think that these market makers that are in equities are also in crypto. It's the same people, you know, for, I mean, not entirely the same, but there are some of the same players in, and their algorithms are the one doing the risk management for these order books and the prices they're setting. So I think there's simply, a, they've just applied the same algorithms um, in both markets and they just kind of move together that way. I think that's the only justification for, you know, really seeing these big moves happen, like literally at the same time. Like I can't yeah, imagine man. there's some giant institution that's hitting the sell button on Bitcoin <laughs> and Facebook stock at the exact same time, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say, but um, market makers definitely play a big role. And I know you and I have had conversations with people in that industry. They play a huge, huge role. Kind of terrifying how much power they have. Yeah. Um, going back to what you were saying a little bit earlier about like regime changes. Yes. I think in our world, we would refer to that as like a market cycle or a phase in a market cycle. Sure. Do you look at Wyckoff market cycles for some of your predictive analytics. And for those who don't know what that is, uh, Richard D. Wyckoff was an old stock runner back in the early 1900s. He watched how markets were manipulated in different phases over the course of months or years for each one, and really was a, a thought leader in teaching how markets work and how market psychology works. Um, it's just an amazing read. Like you don't even have to study for years at a college. You can read uh, a 12 page blog somewhere on Medium or look up a YouTube called Wyckoff Market Cycles. Um, really, really was probably one of the most fundamental things in my learning that I would really recommend. But I want to know, is this actually like true according to your analytics and predictive analytics? Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the Wyckoff models are awesome stuff. You should, def everyone should definitely go check out that stuff. It's fascinating stuff. Um, my models aren't explicitly looking for that, but there is some truth in a similar science and similar approaches. So the, the entire basis of what my models are looking for is what we call similar states. And this, the, what I uh, teach my class uh, is similar states share similar dynamics as long as you define your state properly. So I realized that it was a lot of lingo. So a state is like a point in time with variables at certain values. So market cap, this trading volume, this tweet volume, this, however you want to define the state, yada, yada, yada. So if we um, were to make like an, an analogy to sports, like every time the Lakers are down by 10 in the fourth quarter, that'd be a state. Exactly. Exactly. So then if you're doing a, a, a Lakers analogy and I'm going to totally botch this, I apologize, but um, you might say, Hey, um, the uh, LeBron has a certain chance of getting a three pointer overall but when they're down by 10 points in the fourth quarter that probability increases by 20 percent. he get he does well under pressure made that up entirely May, might be true it's worth looking into but that would be a state of the system where during the specific state the probabilities and the dynamics are totally different so when you're talking about these cycles we can build we build into our models the variables that kind of define what we're looking at in these cycles and then we, we have uh, our models only look at points and times 
where the cycle is in a similar point. So we don't use a totally different cycle to influence our predictions. We use only historical points that were pretty much at a similar stage of the cycle that we are right now. Um, and we, because the working hypothesis is they will probably have similar dynamics lead to similar outcomes. So I'd say, uh, so it's yeah. It's like, uh, like the old way of drawing a cartoon where you've got this like a transparency put over the image and you can kind of line things up and like see where the next one has gone in the past. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good way of putting it because I, okay. in these old, old timey cartoons, you're overlaying what happened in the past to kind of uh, help you guide what's happening in the future. I like that analogy. When it comes to cartoons, I'm the master. Now, <laughs> um, let's let's be serious for a second. And I, what our listeners are really thinking right now is, okay, we've got all kinds of wild data and fancy words thrown around, but what can I actually use? If you were to say one thing moves the market more than anything else, what would it be? Is it institutions? Oh. Is it government news? Is it the NASDAQ? Yeah. I, what is I, it? I, always, I say this all the time. You could probably catch me on another podcast saying this. If you want to look at one thing and one thing only, it's news. Um, and, you know, Altcoin Alert has news built in. That's the point. That That's the alerting. Um, news is, if you're only going to look at one variable, it's the easiest variable to be monitoring because you've seen it time and time again. Something gets listed on Binance. Something gets listed on uh, Coinbase. Boom, price flies up. There's a big partnership between two companies. Boom, price flies. Um so if you're on top of these news, you got to be quick. That's why we have the alerting set up. Um, you can really capitalize on really consistent moves. And I'm talking if 90% probability of price increase if you capitalize on it fast enough. That's the most consistent single variable way to kind of understand what's going on in the market. How do we know what fast enough is? Is it the same day, the same hour, within 10 minutes? It depends. Minutes. It totally depends. And we've, we've actually done a lot of research to figure out what type of news uh, you need to respond to faster. Um, and some things crash after the news soon afterwards. That's another thing you have to keep in mind. You want to not be part of the crash soon after. For example, listings, uh, seven times out of 10, crash back nearly to the price of the listing uh, within 24 hours after, the, after it happened. Mm. Um, so it's so a very quick in and out. For a lot of, for like a listing announcement, on average, the price move is on the order of 15 minutes. So um, from the time that the news is first spat out by the tie um, to, to slightly shill our product. So we, we beat the market move by an average of 15 minutes, which is really awesome. Um, wow. So that, that's kind of the time scale we're thinking about. Now, that being said, there are things like staking announcements, actual big developments, things like that that aren't entirely hype-driven, like a big dev announcement, a big new staking opportunity or something like that, those are hyped and those will lead to an immediate impact, but they will also have kind of a lasting impact on the uh, dynamics of the token where like, hey, if more people can now stake this or if there's a new staking opportunity, uh, there's gonna be more tokens locked up. It'll more gradually, more um, consistently and more long-term have an impact on the price, hopefully. Um, so it's kind of knowing what's more of a hype, what's more of an actual, uh, long-term consistent development and things like that. But, um, if you just read, watch news, watch outcomes for a, a long time, you, you, you start to get an intuition and I, I highly suggest that'd be a good place to start for anyone. And I would also recommend research.thetie.io where you guys are publishing a lot of really good stuff on a weekly basis. And it's not just for institutional clients. It's actually, you guys give it away for free. 
It's absolutely free. Yeah, anyone that. can go to research.thetide.io. We're pushing stuff out a couple times a week. We have an entire team dedicated only to research, focusing on all the cool stuff happening in crypto in real time. They are the biggest blockchain nerds out there. They're actually bigger nerds than me and Aaron. So they, they are research gurus. That's incredible. Well, where can we follow you at, Eric, uh, for more of your thoughts? Oh, oh, uh, I'm glad you asked because you can't. I'm a, I'm a mystery. I live I live behind a curtain. Um, I do have a Twitter. I've Fantastic. never once tweeted. Uh, so you, you, you can't find me anywhere is the answer. But follow the tie. Follow the tie. There you go. So that's perfect. We've got you. We've got you all wall gardened off to ourselves. <laughs> really <laughs> because I look at what, what I tell people is I look at Twitter data all day at the tie. I mean, that's half my job is Twitter data. So I'm like, yeah, I, I don't need more Twitter in my life. Yeah, I've got rid of my Twitter and it's been the best thing ever for me. But if Elon <laughs> Musk buys it, uh, maybe I'll come back. We'll see. Eric, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, always a pleasure. So thanks so much. Thanks so much, Aaron. Have a good one, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.